Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Well, we're very fortunate to have Dr. Laurie Katz with us from Newton Wellesley Orthopedic Associates. And there is no better time to have Dr. Katz on the podcast because there are some serious injuries in the Boston sports landscape. And I should also note, Nick Fryer. Have you ever had an injury, a significant injury? Yeah, my uh, my elbow is junk now, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Surgery? I did not have surgery. I don't, it, I can, it was just a matter of uh, whether or not I could turn a doorknob, really, and I can still do that, so it's fine. Just my UCL. It's no All big right. deal. So, Dr. Laurie Katz, I, after, after we get through uh, Gordon Hayward, Eduardo Rodriguez, I will... Uh, Ask for you for a diagnosis how Nick Fry or Pitcher Nick can can actually turn a doorknob going forward. But Dr. Katz, how are you today, first of all? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Thanks for taking the time. Busy schedule over at NWOA. Always great people and always great to, to check in with you all to, when cer- certain things like this come up. And this is, I mean, this isn't, we don't do this just for any athlete. These, these are the notable ones. These are the ones is people want to say, how long are these people going to, what's going on with these people? And and we'll start with Gordon Hayward. And um, and Gordon Hayward, when we first saw it, did, did were you able, Dr. Cast, able to watch this? Because this is the first thing. I, I People don't want to watch this because it's so gruesome. Were you able to actually watch the event? Yeah, so this is something that we unfortunately see, you know, more than we would like to when people have this type of an injury. And um, so we're the ones that actually have to put everything back into alignment. So seeing that, while it is a little bit tough, it's certainly not something I haven't seen before. So, yes, I was able to watch it. So when, so when you do watch it, do you immediately click into doctor mode and say, <laughs> instead of, oh, my goodness, I can't, I, I can't believe that just happened, and, and say, oh, I know, I have a pretty good idea what that is, or that could be A, B, or C? Yeah, so I think no matter how many times you see something like that, it still definitely is a little breathtaking when you first, you know, see what's going on there. But then, yes, the minute after that kind of passes, you realize what what has actually happened to him. Okay, so now that we've got a couple days away from it, um, Mm -hmm. what what is your – 
before we get into the actual, I guess since we can get into the actual specifics, what's going on here with him? And we, he, he had surgery. We know that. So one of the first questions I do want to ask, we heard when the, when the physicians came out and the medical team came out, they were able to set it right away. So when, you, when we watched them do their thing initially, what was the most important thing that transpired that might actually get this guy back to being normal that we might not even have thought of? Um, so you definitely want to get bones realigned right away. So he would have been re- reduced that same night. Um, so that's most important. You know, you want to make sure that the nerves are working okay, that the blood supply to the foot is okay. Because uh, basically what he had was called a fracture dislocation of the ankle. So the fracture part is where the bones break, because a break and a fracture is the same thing in our uh, language. Uh, so the bones break, but in addition, he actually separated the ankle bones from each other. And that's why it looked so deformed when you, you, know, you saw the injury and the still shots afterwards. So right away, you want to get those back um, in alignment. So, Doc, I want to ask you, when it comes to this kind of situation, obviously there are people you know, at the scene dealing with it, but then, of course, everybody's weighing in on Twitter. Uh, you know, us in the media, we're asking all our doctor experts. Obviously, we're asking you. Um, when it comes to weighing in on something like this, is there, do you have to be careful with the type of language that you use and how much you speculate on this issue? I would say yes. I mean, because I'm not privy to his medical records. I don't know exactly which bones he broke. You can make an assumption because these injuries tend to follow a certain pattern. Um, but yeah, I think that anytime you're going to weigh in on medical care that you haven't been personally involved in, you always have to be a little cautious of what you say or what you, um, you know, insinuate. Yeah, but I, I, it was it was a tidal wave of of uh, both qualified people and unqualified people immediately when it <laughs> happened. And, you know, it was much be interesting from your point of view too, doctor. But, bef- you know, I, want, I do want to talk about the thing that everyone wants to talk about. What is the timetable here? No one wants to give a timetable. And I don't expect, along the lines of what Nick just asked, I don't expect you to know all the particulars of what's happening with Gordon Hayward's leg. But, right. but you've seen things like this happen. What are we dealing with? Well, well, first of all, you know, they end up doing his surgery the day after the injury. So um, that's one option. Sometimes if there's a lot of swelling, you actually have to delay it up to two weeks. So the fact that he was able to have the surgery right away uh, will certainly help his timeline by at least that two-week mark. Um, depending on how bad the injury was, uh, he could be non-weight-bearing anywhere from 6 to 12 weeks, believe it or not. So that's just on crutches without being able to put weight on the leg. Sometimes you even need a second surgery. Some of those screws may need to come out somewhere around the 10 to 12-week mark. Uh, again, that will depend on how bad his injury was. And then even after he starts weight-bearing in 6 to 12 weeks, it takes the bones, you know, the while to heal. But then the harder part is actually getting your strength back, um, getting, you know, back into the ability to jump and run, um, and just back into condition to play higher-level sports. So, you know, that can take anywhere from 6 to 9 months. Now, Doc, at first they said that there was an issue with his tibia in addition to his ankle, but now it's apparently his fibula. I'm just curious, is there a difference in terms of the rehab process if it had been his tibia instead of the fibula, or fibula, or does it make it faster now that it's actually the latter? So, again, without knowing um, what his x-rays look like or his medical record, he probably broke both the tibia and the fibula. So, generally, with this type of an injury, you break both bones. Um, The ankle bone or the ankle joint is actually made up of three bones. So, it's the tibia, the fibula, and then a bone called the talus. 
So usually with this severe of an injury, I would have expected that he broke both the tibia and the fibula. But again, you know, I don't know that for certain. Um, And obviously the more breaks there are, uh, and if you injure the ligament as well, which you generally do when the ankle comes out like that dislocation, uh, that certainly can add more time uh, to the recovery and the healing process. Now that we know what we know, what was the biggest bullet that he dodged? Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's much of a bullet that was dodged. Yeah, I, I hate to say that <laughs> when a guy is going to be on crutches and, <laughs> and, and perhaps miss the season. But still, you hear, oh, well, you know, the ligaments weren't damaged or this or that. Is there something that said, or oh, was a clean break? We heard that as well. Okay, maybe a clean break. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he was able to have that deformity in his ankle and not have injured any ligaments. Um, what would matter, though, is whether or not he needs additional screws put in to allow his ligaments to heal. Um, that's the time that you might need a second surgery in about 10 to 12 weeks to remove those screws. Now, those screws are not put in for the broken bones. They're actually put in because of some of the ligaments that get torn. So if he was able to avoid that, that would be a positive because then he could potentially avoid a second surgery during his recovery. Now, Doc, uh, one, of, uh, one of Rob's colleagues on the air, they talked about a break of an ankle versus uh, spraining an ankle. And apparently uh, he was told that it's better, you're better off breaking your ankle. I was just curious if you could shed any light on that, if there's a... a <laughs> the, the, big, the big spraining <laughs> ankle versus breaking the ankle. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually a good question. You know, so it's so funny because I tell my patients that sometimes, you know, when they're struggling, recovering from an ankle sprain, uh, most ligaments will take about three months to heal. And we know that most bones will heal within about six to eight weeks. Uh, so the bones are just quicker healers than the ligaments. And so that's one of the reasons that people will, will say that. Um, sometimes it's just these ankle sprains can just drag on for a lot longer while you're waiting for everything to heal up compared to the bones. I had no idea. Who knew? Yeah, Who I knew? had no idea. There you go. <laughs> the, the, uh, so, so you talked about the, the timetable of getting back on your feet and the bone healing and all of that. I would imagine your experience, too, a huge obstacle in this whole equation is the mindset of being able to actually feel like yourself again. And, and how, how difficult in your, hist- in your experience has that been for people who have gone through things like this? Well, so interestingly, I actually broke my ankle when I was a senior in college, so I have been through this on my, myself. We have experience, and, and it's tough. I mean, it takes a while for you, you know, you know, to get back feeling like you can just do normal things. I mean, I remember taking my first step off of crutches and feeling like it was, you know, the biggest mountain that I had climbed. Um, so it really does set you back in your mindset, uh, you know, quite a ways that you have to get your confidence back and um, just even doing simple things again. And then one day, just kind of forget about it. You just feel better and you move on with your life and this will heal and I would expect him to do well. So, Doc, I just wanted to ask you, you said you broke your ankle. Were you going up for an alley-oop, too? <laughs> no, I was a springboard diver, believe it or oh, not. Really? And, uh, ah, really? Yeah, we were uh, on a tra- training trip out of the country and the board was slippery and one foot slipped and the other ankle So, did, in, so you know. did, did you, uh, yeah, that, that is, yes. <laughs> that that, sounds terrible. Once again, I am not, uh, I, I avert my eyes, much like I did with Gordon Hayward. So were you able to get back to your, your original form and were you able to get back and say, Hey, you know what? I, I'm okay again. Or how long? And how long did that take? Because because I always yeah. I always compare the guys who go up for the alley oops with the springboard divers. Absolutely, <laughs> that's a very common comparison. Yes. You're not the first. Um, no, I mean I, it probably took me a good six months, I think, till I felt like I could do most things again. Um, and fortunately, I did not have a dislocation, so uh, a little bit lower energy trauma than what he um, has to deal with, unfortunately. 
All right, so the next guy we want to get to, and really the last guy we want to get to, is a, a mm-hmm. guy who was in the news, Eduardo Rodriguez, pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. He had a surgery, patellofemoral, femoral, I'm, oh, I did it again, <laughs> patellofemoral ligament reconstruction. The, the prognosis yeah. in the press release said that he will be back pitching in six months. What are we talking about? Because in case people don't know, the history with Rodriguez is he really had three incidents that we know about where he – uh, sort of, for lack of a better term, collapsed because of this injury, came back. The l- most recent one was June 1st, pitched in that game, then drew back, came back for the season, but now obviously it's led to surgery. And it sounds like pretty significant sur- surgery. What are we talking about here? So the purpose of his surgery was to reconstruct or um, replace one of the ligaments in the knee. And this ligament actually helps stabilize your kneecap so that it doesn't pop out. Um, you see, your kneecap is actually normally kept in place when we move our knee because it sits in a groove, uh, which is kind of like a track on the end of the femur bone. But there's also this ligament that helps hold it in place as well, and that's what he injured. Well, so knowing that we've gone through these three different sort of um, hiccups, I guess, with Rodriguez, are you surprised mm-hmm. that they, they fought through this as much as they did without having surgery? Yeah, so that's a good question. So generally the first time that someone um, has a kneecap issue where it either what we call subluxes or dislocates, uh, so sublux is where it just partially comes out of its groove and then dislocates is when it fully comes out. So when that happens the first time, it's very uncommon to recommend surgery. A lot of times that ligament will just heal. People will go on with their life and won't have any further problems with it. The issue really comes uh, when it keeps happening. So if that ligament when the kneecap pops out of its socket, is going to get stretched or torn. And if that doesn't heal, then unfortunately the kneecap can come out much easier. And so when someone starts developing what we call recurrent instability, meaning the kneecap is, you know, more than once and or repetitively coming out, that's when you consider surgery. So it's not entirely surprising that they tried to give it a chance to see if he would do well without the surgery. Now, Doc, uh, the, my big question here with him is, do you think that his knee is going to be a, a reoccurring issue for him, a recurring issue for him going forward, or is it something that, you know, if the surgery's done right, it won't be an issue, you know, next season? Yeah, that's a good question. So, yes, as long as the surgery is done correctly, which I'm sure, you know, he's got amazing surgeons working with him, uh, then I would expect him to be able to get back to all of his activities. The only thing that long-term could be an issue is every time your knee pops out of the socket, um, if it fully dislocates, there is a chance that you can damage the cartilage cushioning on the back of the kneecap. So that could have some long-term consequences uh, with causing knee pain. So again, without knowing his medical record, I don't know if he had any issues with that, but that would be one thing to consider moving forward. Well, Dr. Laurie Cass, Newton Wellesley Orthopedic Associates, you were, you were tops. You were really, really good. And not, not <laughs> only you. because you brought firsthand experience of what it's like to be <laughs> yes. a high-level athlete and fracture your ankle, but just because you told us, if nothing else, I know that Mike Manansky is the gentleman that Nick here was referencing on the air who, had said, who was saying, I had weak ankles, and they told me that it would be better if I broke my ankle than actually spraining <laughs> the ankle, and now we know that this is not just an urban myth. <laughs> so, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Th- thank you so much, Dr. Katz, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 
303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. As America celebrates Juneteenth, join me, Femi Redwood, the host of the Beyond Black History Month podcast, as we continue our special series. To how one man's love helped build a strong black community after freedom. He was just a man that truly believed in family. To how the spirit of Juneteenth connected many in the diaspora. You can find Beyond Black History Month on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.